out there to all people, and tuna surprise lovers. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who can't say no to a spicy gumbo, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? Hi, Brandon. I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Awesome. I can't remember. Do you like tuna? I don't think you do, do you? No, I don't like any seafood. You're the worst. (laughs) And by I don't like it, I mean I haven't tried it in like 20 years. Oh, I like to do things where if there's something I didn't like as a kid, I like to try it again just to see if I don't like it. And now yeah, I like tomatoes. So Brandon. I've done that with a lot of things. Onions. Yeah, onions are uh, great. Mushrooms are okay. I, I can do some mushrooms now. Uh-huh. But fish, uh-huh. no, nah, not having given it another try. <laughs> it's the chicken of the sea, Brandon. It's basically not fish. Is that right? Huh. No, it's, it's fish. But uh, <laughs> I like tuna. I like canned tuna and I like tuna on my sushi so i'm a tuna fan yeah would i eat tuna surprise though probably not Mm -mm. what is tuna surprise is it just anything in tuna i think it's basically the surprise is mayonnaise okay i've never had like you know chicken surprise tuna surprise i assume that was just like you know clear the counters yeah yeah shove it all in there remember we had we talked about this back in bookish babysitter kitchen witch shit remember yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i remember that so how was your week, man? Uh, my week was pretty great, Brandon. I, I know I already talked about this to you, so this isn't a surprise to you, but we got a virtual reality headset this week. Old news. No, that's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice. Like, I know you're not so... So don't judge me, everybody, but I know you're not supposed to let people or children wear it unless they're like 13 or whatever, but my seven-year-old son loves it. He loves that. Why wouldn't they? Like, that's what you dream right? of when you're a kid. I know. I mean, he didn't even have to wait that long. I had to wait 33 goddamn years. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the shit. It's like, we spent our entire childhoods like, man, someday there might be virtual reality and we might live to see it. He's like fresh out of the womb and he just has <laughs> his virtual reality right there. Yeah, we just had virtual boy. I didn't actually have one, but one of my friends did and it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, no one had him because they were shit. Oh, man. Yeah, so I he was playing games like we we just got it like on Wednesday I think so it's Saturday right now we only had it a couple of days and he's been bugging me for like new games and stuff already which I knew it was gonna happen because kids attention spans and all that so I downloaded mm-hmm. one called Rec Room that I thought was gonna be good for him oh. um I don't really know anything about it I probably should have looked into that don't judge me as a parent please um so anyway he was playing Rec Room one time and I was just getting out of work it was like five o'clock and he just starts screaming. And he ripped the headset off of his face, and he started crying. Oh, no. (laughs) He got scared, because he was playing this game, and he was, like, in a hallway or something, and a monster came out, and it scared the shit out of him. Like, I've never seen him scared before, and we watch, we don't watch horror movies, but, you know, I'm introducing him to Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark, and nothing has phased him yet. Like, he enjoys them, but he's not been scared by them. Not even by the Are You Afraid of the Dark intro? No, not even by oh, okay. wow. not even by the old lady from apartment uh, 214 or 314, oh. which is his favorite episode, by the way. He wants to watch it every single time we do a watch party. It's a good and it, it is, right? Anyway, so he's sitting there like quivering in a chair like, There's, my, 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 it scared me. And I'm just like, wow. okay, let me see what happened. So uh, we casted it to the TV so he could like re-see it so he wasn't scared of it. And I get to it. And it's this goofy ass spider thing. <laughs> it's got four legs, and it's like crappily walking towards me. And I was just like, "This is it, huh?" And the whole time he's just like, "It scared me." And I'm just, 
Just like, son. I thought this story was going to end with you like putting on the headset and then you see it. Oh, me. Tear yeah. it off your head and you're and like, then... oh my God, oh my God, son. <laughs> then Kim comes home and you're both just quivering <laughs> on the floor. Like, oh my God. I thought it was going to be a little bit scary. Like, I thought it was going to like pop up, you know? Because I, yeah. I was kind of expecting that. At least that. startle you. But no, it was just this goofy-ass spider thing that just kind of walked around the corner and was chasing me. And I was just like, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wanted to tell you so bad when it happened. But I was like, oh no, my God. I'm going to wait till Saturday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm on the podcast. Save it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So oh, that was... I'm so glad. I'm so glad you waited. <laughs> so that that was my week. <laughs> How about yours, Brandon? Anything sweet happened to you this week? Uh, nothing sweet. I've uh, been mostly molting this past week because what? I got horribly that, sunburned last weekend doing a little construction project outside. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. And it happened like just after I like was bragging to somebody that I don't get sunburned. As you would. Because I, I never do. Yeah. And I think this is the second time that's happened. And I might have even talked about this the last time it happened on oh my God. this podcast. But I really need to stop bragging about not getting sunburned. Because... Yeah. It's called karma, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> As yeah. somebody with the fairest skin imaginable, I get sunburned if I think about going outside. So... Yeah. Remember that one time we went like, to a, we, we went out to a fair or something and I yeah. got horribly sunburned and you were like, my skin is impenetrable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I shouldn't say this, but like, I really don't get sunburned. You, you haven't learned your lesson? No, I, I, I refuse. Oh my God. It's probably happened like three times in my entire life that I've ever actually gotten burned, but like, I'm peeling pretty bad right now, bro. Gross, man. I'm sorry. Was it? Was it while you were setting up the trampoline? Yes, it was while I was setting up the trampoline. And it it wasn't even, like, super bright. It, like, wasn't super sunny. That's how it gets you. That's how the sun tricks you. I know. That little bitch. I've come from experience, Brandon. Like I said, I could get sunburned right now, and it's it's completely pitch black outside. (laughs) (laughs) Stay inside, people. Never go outside. All right. Well... That's a pretty exciting week for both of us. VR and sunburns. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, for real, right? That was the most exciting week we've had in a while. guys. Yeah, wow. Wowee. But now, we get mm-hmm. to talk about something even more exciting. Yeah, we do. R.L. Stein's Calling All Creeps. Cortland, what did you think of Calling All Creeps? Uh, if I had to describe Calling All Creeps in one word, I think it would be mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> that's such an ambiguous word i could take that in any way i want to really well let me just boil it i loved the episode i thought it was great so i was gonna ask you do you thought it lived up to the cover because you seemed quite impressed Mm -hmm. with the cover well i know that as a television adaptation of the book and uh the the monsters because there's monsters they aren't exactly what i wanted but they still look really cool so i'm happy i'm a happy camper nobody goes in a phone booth though from what no. I remember. Oh. I mean, you could infer that somebody might be in a phone booth at some point, but you don't could. see it. Yeah. Interestingly, though, Brandon, I think this episode is the most like the tale of the phone police. <laughs> Which is funny because that episode's not good, but this one is. <laughs> yeah. So 
This this is the concept of people calling other people on phones done right. Yeah. It's got um it's got good music. The characters are um like I want to know what happens to them next. So it's got compelling characters. Mm-hmm. Uh the story itself is a little goofy, but I like it a lot. I thought it was a good episode overall. Yeah. Pleasantly surprised because I didn't remember this one very much. Oh, that's kind of weird, especially like spoilers considering the ending. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh I mean, we'll get into that. But I mean, spoilers probably like the most abrupt ending we've ever had next to um Bad Hair Day and the Lawn Gnomes <laughs> one. Very abrupt endings there. This one also has a very abrupt ending where it's just like yeah. and scene. <laughs> yeah, it almost kind of just like they just cut it off. Yeah, I want to know, like, if they had more, if they had an alternate ending or something. I'm interested to see how it differs from the book. All right. Well, we can find that out later. Let's do it. Let's get sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We start this episode, Cortland, at night. We see a young kid sneaking up to a school. Uh And, helpfully, we get a voiceover to confirm it. It says... You see that guy sneaking into that school? Oh my god. That's me, Ricky Beamer. Immediately, I had, like, PTSD flashbacks of my hairiest adventure, so I was yes. like, oh boy, <laughs> this is gonna suck. <laughs> this, this, like, intro is so unlike the rest of this episode. It's very, it's very weird. Yeah. Like, I like I think it. it's gonna be like a, you know, this is me, Ricky Beamer. You might wonder how I got into this crazy situation, but it's not like that. And also, there's no other voiceover for the rest of this episode. And also, the character is very different. Right, and, yeah. But let, let's continue. We'll, yeah, I was like, oh boy, we're going to get a, a prankster. and Not really. So, Ricky Beamer sidles his way towards a window. And the voiceover says, I'll admit I'm a nerd, but I'm not. A creep. Which, you know, is something a creep would say. Yeah. And he, I love this, because, like, I'm not a creep. And then he, like, starts looking into the window at students and stuff. <laughs> yeah. like stu- uh, and he does very creepy things. <laughs> he continues, but try telling that to Tasha McLean. She's the editor of our school newspaper. And then he lifts himself to look into the window like a creep. And stares at a girl working on a computer. (laughs) He continues creepily watching Tasha and tells us, I work on the newspaper too, but she never lets me do any stories. She calls me a creep, and she calls me Ricky the Rat, which you can guess isn't my favorite nickname. God damn it, Tasha. You know, also in this beginning scene, I thought Tasha was like, good (laughs) like i thought Uh she was like the good one and he just hated her for no reason we've seen that kind of thing before so yeah i get it yeah i I thought it was that and i mean it's still kind of that but (laughs) not really tasha leaves the room and turns off the light and then ricky springs into action he slides open the window as he says i unlocked the window at school today it's all part of my plan To get revenge. Yeah. And Ricky sits down creepily at Tasha's computer. He puts down a handwritten note in front of him that reads, Calling all creeps. Calling all creeps. If you're a real creep, call Tasha McLean at 555-0109. This computer that he uses is the oldest computer I've ever seen. 
And it's interesting because this is like 1996, 1997 mm-hmm. time period. We seen a better computer in the tale of Station 109.1 where, um, you know, baby Ryan Gosling or whatever was on his computer on the, the Internet. This is just like, wow. Yeah, it's interesting oh. you mentioned that episode. Yeah, this uh, this computer is like the computers you see in Fallout games when you're yeah. you know, <laughs> hacking into terminals. It, it, like it's, it's black like screen with green, green numbers. DOS text. Yeah. When I talk about old computer programs and stuff, I'm always like, oh, it's black screen with green numbers. It's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they had Windows at the time. So, well, then again, this is a public school. So what can you expect? I had Macs at that point, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, we did too. Ricky starts typing the note into the computer, reading it out loud as he does. Mm-hmm. For all us kids at home, I can't read yet. <laughs> he sits back, very satisfied with himself. Then, he gets an idea, and goes back and changes the line to call Tasha McLean after midnight. Ooh, it's gonna ruin her night. Mm-hmm. He hears some noises outside the room, and then the doorknob starts to jiggle. Tasha is coming back because she can't remember if she turned off the computer. Ricky quickly saves the newspaper file and runs back out the window. But his jacket gets caught on the latch, mm-hmm. and he's dangling just outside the window when Tasha turns on the lights. We get a good look at Tasha. I thought she looked like maybe from Arrested Development. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, they both have curly hair. That's the defining feature. That's, yeah. yeah, that's all it takes. She's not, though. I'm going to say Brandon and I recognized her. Did you? Because almost all of the major characters in this episode are people we've seen before, so... Yay, I can't wait for the IMDb reveal. When Tasha gets to the computer, she says, I was right. I did forget to turn off the computer. Oh my god, she's a Courtney, isn't she? (laughs) Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought she was. But then she looks at the screen and thinks, Hmm, I don't remember closing the newspaper file. She hears a sound coming from the direction of the window and follows a set of muddy footprints all the way there. Mm-hmm. She closes the window and we see Ricky hiding like a creep under it. Oh my god, he's like hiding from the ring race from <laughs> Lord <laughs> of the Rings. We could make a montage of all the scenes that are like that from Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps, I feel like. I love it. Even though they're all like first and Lord of the Rings is just copying... Are you afraid of the dark? Obviously, I know. If you if you really boil Lord of the Rings down, uh, all of the inspiration doesn't come from Lord of the Rings; it comes from Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark. <laughs> so now you yeah. know. It's more DJ McHale than yeah, J.R.R. Tolkien. J.R. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> I knew it, I knew it was a lot of letters. I always get J.R.R. Tolkien and R. George R.R. R. Martin mixed up. So if I'm saying one of those wrong, yeah, well, I, I do too. And I think that was intentional on George R.R. R. Martin's <gasps> part. He was like, I am the J.R.R. He got R. it from Tolkien. the Goosebumps episode. <laughs> <laughs> the voiceover transitions us to the next day at school, telling us that this was just the beginning of a story that gets weirder and weirder. And that's that for voiceovers. Yeah. Done. This scene makes him seem like, you know, he is a troublemaker, like, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of guy who would sneak into school and fuck shit up and then leave like a ninja. But he's really not that. Like, the rest of this episode, he is completely different. No, the, I like this character a lot. He, you can, 
very easy to sympathize with, really. If you've ever been, like, bullied in school, because he gets bullied pretty hard in this episode. So, spoilers for that. Um, yeah. I like Ricky. I like Ricky a lot. Which is crazy, because, like, my notes at the beginning of this episode were was like, I fucking hate Ricky. He's, like, the worst <laughs> character we've ever had. Because in my mind, like, Tasha was just like this innocent girl that he hated for no reason. And he just yeah. goes in and like fucks her shit up. And he's like, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. You thought he was going to be like Todd from go eat worms. Yeah. He seemed like the creep. And I was just like, yeah, I hate this guy, mm-hmm. but <laughs> no, in the rest of the episode, he's very different. And I like him. <laughs> same, same. Ricky closes his locker and we see a gang of three bullies standing there, a girl and two guys. The smaller boy says, Well, 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 if it ain't Ricky the Rat. Ricky, of course, takes offense to this. And then the girl is like, that's it. Breathe on him, Wart. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The much larger of the two boys stands in front of Ricky, and he does as he's told. He breathes on him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's all like, (laughs) ah. It's like, yes, ma'am. The smaller boy, whose name is David, tells Ricky to sing for them. The girl named Brenda, says, Yeah, sing, uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah. Ricky is like, what? Fucking why? But David tells him it's because he likes farm animals. <laughs> this poor kid. Yeah. He tells Ricky to sing, or he's going to get another dose of Wart's onion breath. And to reinforce that point, Wart lifts an onion that he's been holding onto and bites into it like an apple. I think it is an apple, but yeah. <laughs> is it? I th- I'm pretty sure it's an apple in his hands. They're not going to be like, kid, eat a, eat a fucking onion. A raw, nasty, red, red Okay, onion, but do you like... think do you think it was meant to be an onion? Yeah. And I just gave him an apple? Onion. Okay. Because otherwise it wouldn't make sense. No, I, I mean, it I doesn't think make they... sense anyway, because, like, why would you eat that? I don't know. He's living it up in holes, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I like the part where we, like, just talked about how we love onions, and now we're like, fuck onions. You gotta cook them, okay, Kip? You gotta cook the onions, full. I mean, there are right ways and wrong ways to eat onions. Yeah. An unpeeled red uh, raw onion. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't like any crunchy onions. Like, I, I, I'm on I'm on Team Onion now, but, like, the onions on a McDonald's hamburger? Like, no. Yeah. Do not like those diced, crunchy pieces of shit. <laughs> Whatever, you don't even have those. You got beetroot over in Australia anyway. That's true. <laughs> Delicious, bloody beetroot. Oh my god. Yeah, they have to be sautéed or fried. Then I'm a happy camper. Ricky realizes that he has no other choice, and he starts singing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Oh, man. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, he really doesn't want to do it. <laughs> and we see everyone laughing at him. Not just the bullies, Cortland. Everyone in the hall, including... Yeah. Tasha McLean. Yeah, she's front and center to this concert of him dejectedly singing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Probably gonna get sued for that, so if the podcast gets t- taken off of Spotify, that's yeah. why. Um, it's been real, folks. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel so bad for him. Yeah, he is treated like shit. Only one girl in the hallway isn't laughing, and she looks like she feels sorry for him. A teacher comes in and shoes away all the kids, and only that one girl stays behind. She tells Ricky that at least he knows all the words to the song. She introduces herself as Iris Candler, and she's new in the school. Perfect. How do you feel about Iris? Eh, she's alright. 
I think she's great. <laughs> yeah? I just... The whole... Okay, I mean, like, the theme of the story is this kid gets bullied, and there's somebody mm-hmm. that, like, is willing to be his friend. And I like that. Yeah, I mean, she's new in school, so she needs all the friends she can get, too. But I guess, you know, people would probably be like, alright, stay away from Ricky, because being his friend is like social suicide. But she doesn't care. <laughs> no, she doesn't. We cut to the cafeteria. Iris is just trying to get some lunch. When Ricky slaps her tray out of the way, before the lunch lady can slop some gray goo onto it, <laughs> he says, No, no, no. That's the tuna surprise. No one eats the tuna surprise. My favorite part about this is that he slaps her like lunch tray away, and she doesn't get any new food. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that was the main course of her lunch, and he's just like, No, you can't have it. You have to eat just the bread. <laughs> you get your cardboard milk, and that's it. <laughs> Which is weird, because as we see later in the episode, like, this lunchroom is just full of food. Yeah, like right? They get food. they get the selection of, like, a, a lot of different food. This lunch lady puts in a lot of work. Yeah. This is like a buffet of food. And it's like Golden Corral. Iris tells Ricky that she appreciates him showing her the ins and outs of the school, and Ricky tells her he can't even believe she would ever talk to him. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the three bullies from before see Ricky having something good happen in his life, and they don't like that. So they no, start whispering not. to each other. Ricky walks past their table, and Wart sticks his leg out, tripping Ricky. And old Rick gets a face full of what looks like tuna surprise. But it's it's not, because he would never get that. But every food in this cafeteria looks like tuna surprise. <laughs> Ricky leaves the cafeteria and starts walking down some stairs. Iris catches up to him. He tells her... Those guys are going to pay. After Tasha, they're next. Oh, shit. Iris is like, huh? What's a Tasha? <laughs> Ricky <As> explains <laughs> that Tasha is to blame for all this name-calling business. She started it, and the others just follow along. Oh, no. But he has a plan, and he tells her about the newspaper prank. On the other end of the hall, Tasha stands and watches Ricky walk away, and she smiles. <gasps> that's sinister right yeah later that night ricky is asleep in his very outer space themed room yeah it's really outer space themed i love it yeah it's cool space is cool his space phone rings and he picks it up it's <laughs> iris she says that she saw the newspaper and that he'd better take a look but then she's interrupted by another voice it's ricky's dad saying that oh it's too late for all this phone call jibber jabber Iris tries in vain to get Ricky to stay on the line, but all she can get out is that he's in danger before he hangs up. Interesting. Okay. I wouldn't really say he's in danger. I don't know why she thinks he's in danger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that part still kind of a mystery to me, spoilers, but... Yeah, in hindsight. The camera pans over to the clock, and we can see that it's just after midnight. Suddenly, the phone rings again. Ricky picks it up, assuming that it's Iris. But another, more sinister voice tells him, I saw your message in the paper. I'm calling as instructed. I'm a creep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's just, uh, you know, singing his favorite Radiohead song. Oh, yeah. Ricky slams that phone down, but then it rings instantly. Ricky picks it up again for some reason, and yet another voice says, I'm a creep. (laughs) (laughs) When do we meet? <laughs> I love this whole part. I knew you were going to have a fun time with it. I like it because he picks up. He's like, hello. And, he, and the other voice says, 
Hello, yes, I'm a creep. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a silly thing to say. Like, even if you are oh a creep. God. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. Sup, I'm a creep. I know that you just got another phone call, so I've just got to follow it up. <laughs> I'm a creep too, like that last guy. Ricky hangs the phone up, then it, it rings again, and he answers it again. Yeah. It's a new voice, but the same <laughs> message. You know, I'm a creep. Hey, I'm a creep. <laughs> Sup, guys, I'm a creep too. <laughs> he hangs up, and then I guess he finally gets the message to stop talking to these weirdos. Because he goes to sleep. Yep. Done, done. Next day. <laughs> Next well, day I mean, at school. Same day, but... Ricky is reading the newspaper with Iris. He starts reading the note that he added in about creeps calling Tasha, but he sees that the name and number have been changed to Ricky's. What? When he lowers the paper, that scamp Tasha is there, <laughs> wiggling her fingers in a little mocking wave. She tells Ricky that his prank was shit, and that she <laughs> saw him there that night, so she changed it. Wow. I mean... You can't hate a winner. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she turns and walks away, but as she does, the three bullies walk toward him. Ricky braces himself for some sort of embarrassing physical attack, but they just kind of smile at him and pat him on the shoulder. Yeah, they give him like that knowing nod. Yeah. Also, it was clearly them that called because you could tell by their voices, but whatever. Yes. <laughs> but whatever. It's still a mystery at this point. <laughs> yeah, this kid that... We don't know. We, we don't know. We know these kids for, like, I don't know, two minutes total, and we can, like, decipher their voices, but him, who has gone <laughs> yeah. to school with them his entire life, is like, these rapscallions are calling me. I don't know who they are. <laughs> it's two guys and a girl, and they sound like that two guys and a girl that <laughs> bother <laughs> me, me every, every single day. day. <laughs> Love it. Later at lunch, someone throws a wadded up note at Ricky while he's eating. He looks up to see the bullies all nodding and giving him a thumbs up. <laughs> Ricky looks at the note and it reads, When will the creeps meet? <laughs> I love this. He looks back up at the bullies and the girl like winks at him. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I would do. Sup, creep. <laughs> we got to Ricky walking through the completely empty school halls. He steps in something sticky coming from a locker. He looks down to see impossible to miss red paint. Mm -hmm. The brightest red paint. Just like yes. in uh, the Phantom of the Auditorium. There is absolutely no way you could like accidentally step on it and be like, huh, where did this come from? Yeah, and then he does that classic thing where he dips his fingers in it and smells it like it's not going to be red yeah. ink or red paint. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yes, it's like it fluorescent red. <laughs> <laughs> it's as bright as the red blood from the d zombies from Dawn of the Dead. Yes, which is also just paint. He then opens the locker, and written in the little bit of red paint are the words, When will the creeps meet? Spooky. A hand suddenly taps him on the shoulder, and he spins around quickly. It's Iris, who reads the message and asks what's the hubba. Oh Ricky God, says that he doesn't know, but it's weird, and at lunch today, no one picked on him. Weird. Iris is like, yeah, 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 forget all that shit. There's a bake sale this Friday, and I'm making cookies. Nice! She asks him if he'd like to go shopping with her after school tomorrow. For, you know, baking supplies, I guess. Yeah, sure. And Ricky practically chips. shits himself with excitement. I love Ricky. He's just so, like... bad for Ricky. 
He's, like, so timid, and I just like that something's going right in his life. Yeah, for now. Yeah. He (laughs) He goes back to putting his books in his locker, and a bit of red paint drips on his foot. He looks right into the camera and says, Terrific. Oh, my God. Where did that paint come from? Because, like, the writing on the locker is, like, just the tiniest little bit of paint that would fit on a paintbrush. But there's just, like, paint dripping, and it's on the floor. Did they just, like, put the bucket upside down in his locker when they were done? (laughs) I think so, yeah. (laughs) You didn't see it, but there was, like, a demonic symbol on the bottom of his locker that wasn't shown. Oh, okay. Well, that makes total sense. They used up all the rest of the paint. (laughs) Can't let it go to waste. Other than the stuff on the floor or whatever. Later that night, Ricky is in bed, and he takes the phone off the hook so no one can call him. That's 90s hacks. It's really annoying because like he gets all comfortable in his bed and his phone's just like because <laughs> it's off the hook and I couldn't sleep with that, but Ricky can. You have to. He closes his eyes to go to sleep and then suddenly it's daytime and his alarm is ringing. Oh my, holy shit, this alarm. Oh my god, it's the most annoying sounding alarm and it plays for like 30 fucking seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's very effective. Uh, Good alarm. Oh my god. It would, like, kick my heart into overdrive if that alarm happened while I was trying to sleep. Yeah. I mean, any alarm you have, like, any sound it is, you're going to grow to hate. But this sound, I hate, like, while I'm awake and watching the TV show, not even sleeping. So, you know, it's a bad sound. We used to have this alarm on our phones um, when we had Android phones that was, like, the most pleasant alarm. I used to love it. It would just say, good morning. And then it would go into this song where it would be like, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. And it was amazing. Most pleasant oh, song to wake sound, up that to. That does sound lovely. I was like, I can't wait to wake up and hear it. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I would never think that. Uh, my alarm <laughs> right now is just like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do or something. It's some stupid thing. But I never hear it because I always wake up before oh, my man. Same, same, yes. Even today. So it's Saturday morning. I set my mm-hmm. alarm for 5.45 because we... Wake up so well. I wake up so fucking early because of the time difference, and I still woke up without my alarm today. So that's how I know I'm fucking old. <laughs> I used to put like songs that I like as my alarm and have music wake me up every morning, mm-hmm. but then I started hating all of my favorite songs. And I was like, yeah, I, I gotta stop doing this. I'm gonna run out of songs I like. <laughs> Well, that's because sleeping is the best. <laughs> it really is. We say it all the time. <laughs> sleeping so good. I wish I was sleeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. This episode's great. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your midnight caller. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything that we've got. We are just so thankful for you spending some time with us. I've got a little announcement to make. Due to severe weather conditions in Australia right now, we opted not to record a new episode this last Saturday morning. There's been some major flooding in Brandon's area, and it's been a very stressful time for him and his family, so we decided not to record. Next week, we're not going to have a new episode that's going to be coming out. Um, I am still going to upload an improv episode that we have in our backlog, so there's still going to be a new episode release. It's just, it's not going to be Welcome to Dead House. We're going to start that the following week, after we record the second part of it. 
thank you so much for your patience. As of right now, Brandon's doing well. He has had a lot of electrical damage due to the moisture in his area and in his home, but other than that, he's doing alright. If you'd like to help out the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash private island. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get instant access to early release episodes the moment I'm finished editing. So, Welcome to Dead House Part 1 is already up and ready to be listened to on Patreon. Higher tiers get more rewards like stickers, t-shirts, and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Tristan, Venice Witch, Sarah, and Redemption, the Silver Goth, Shane, Stephen, Matt, Gerilyn, Evelyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Angela, Faith, Sarah, and Matt, and the Platinum Bostics, Brian, Bryce, Farron, and Kathy. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I really appreciate it. You can always check out our work on social media. That's at PRVT Island on Twitter, at Private Island Presents on Instagram, or you can join us on the Facebook group. Just search Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. We create a ton of clips and videos every week, including some handmade memes every Friday. We do live watch parties on Wednesdays on Instagram, too. If you're following us anywhere, you might have noticed that I stream a lot of Dead by Daylight recently on Twitch. You can come hang out with me live every time I play. That's twitch.tv slash private island C. I've got some fun Are You Afraid of the Dark videos that play when you subscribe or when you follow, so it's, it's always a good time. Our season wrap-up is coming up soon, so you can get your questions in for our Ask Us Anything segment. You can ask Brandon and I any of your questions that you'd like us to answer during our Season 2 wrap-up episode. Just send them our way through email or connect with us on social media. Email address is privateislandpresents at gmail.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start, from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. I just want to say thanks again for listening in. For now, I'll let you get back to the show, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. So, Ricky thinks that the alarm is his phone ringing, and he goes to pick up the phone before realizing that he's stupid. As soon as he puts the phone back on the hook, it rings. He picks it up, of course, because he, he has to. When he hears a phone ring, he has to pick it up. You're compelled to pick it up. And he hears a girl's voice that tells him never to do that. Taking the phone off the hook trick again. Mm -hmm. She tells him they are watching, waiting, and they'll find him soon. Yeah. I don't know why they need to find him. Like, I mean, they, know where they have his name. They have his phone number. It's not hard to no. pick it up they from there. Open up that web browser on the oldest computer possible and find him. Like, no big deal. And spoilers, they also know him, so. <laughs> <laughs> I like this part, though. The, like, the mystery behind it is really good. I mean, I mean, obviously we know who it is and given the, you know, hints and stuff, but it's just really cool. I like the way it's set up. Yeah. Next, we see Ricky walking through the woods alone with a little walking stick. He stops when he help. hears a noise and then a bag is thrown over his huh? head. <laughs> After a quick commercial break... Ricky is thrown down into a cave. <laughs> he takes the bag off his head and he puts on his glasses to see the three bullies. The faces he makes when he gets when he takes off the bag and like he's like getting his glasses. He looks like the oldest man, like 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 that <laughs> meme of the guy that like just woke up. Where I don't, I don't even I can't describe it with words. I'm sorry. Um, he looks funny. <laughs> well. I mean, he was just walking through the woods with a giant walking stick. Like, he's clearly an old man in a young child's body. <laughs> I think I've seen this episode before. Wasn't it called Haunted Mask Part 2? You got it. <laughs> Get this off of me! 
just take my clothes off, kids. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. <laughs> Give me some tuna surprise to drink. Oh, it's mostly mayonnaise. <laughs> he sees the bullies standing there, and Ricky is just like, oh, it's you guys. You were the ones who kidnapped me. <laughs> Put this bag over my head. No biggie. Can I just... Yeah, he's like, can I just go now? Like, <laughs> Yeah. He's like, well, this has been fun, but I gotta go meet someone. <laughs> the three bullies just start slowly walking toward him. Oh, Ricky God. is like, oh shit, what are you gonna do to me? <laughs> oh, I love this part. Then, Wart gets down on one knee and says, I'm sorry, we didn't mean to hurt you. <laughs> David tells him, You should have told us sooner. And Brenda adds, We meant you no harm. David says, We got your message. Then... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need... I need to talk about the part where... (laughs) Where Wart... Crumples his head into his hand saying, We didn't know. (laughs) I was like, I cannot wait for Brandon to talk about this shit. (laughs) Well, I didn't. Oh my god. I know, what the hell, Brandon's the best part of the whole fucking episode. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But yeah, he just, oh, we did it. No. <laughs> He's just begging for fealty. Oh my god, I love it. Love it when people beg for fealty. <laughs> <laughs> David starts to change. His head morphs into a yellow, lizardy looking mask. Mm-hmm. And then War and Brenda do the same. Yeah. Their face gets, like, super wide as it morphs. It doesn't look terrible. Well, I will say. It doesn't look terrible, but, like, if you pause it mid-transformation, it looks oh, absolutely God. goofy. It's, it's like, like Animorphs. The, yes, it's like the Animorphs covers, like, midway between the morphs. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> oh, man. One of the funniest things in the whole world is looking at those Animorph book covers mid-transformation. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. <laughs> David, whose voice now sounds like the first caller on the phone, says, We are glad we found you, Commander. The crates are ready to serve. The three monsters tell him that time is short and they must act quickly. Brenda Monster holds up a Ziploc bag and tells him, Here are the identity seeds. You must plant them at the school. Then everyone will be changed into creeps. Okay. Ricky is trying to process this nonsense when the wart creep approaches him and says, Commander, don't move. Then from out of wart's mouth, a long tongue slowly snaps out and grabs a bug from the cave wall. Yeah, which thankfully uh, Ricky moved because if not, he would have been slapped with a tongue. But Yeah, like slowly slapped <laughs> with a soft tongue. <laughs> wart eats the bug and says, It's kind of dry, but good. <laughs> why would it be dry i don't know i imagine bugs are like juicy yeah i mean they got all sorts of goo and such i mean that's probably from the lion king but that's what i imagine yeah same brenda tells ricky that he needs to plant one seed for each kid then all the creeps want to know the commander's plan ricky is like "Eh, uh, i'll tell you guys tomorrow (laughs) they don't like that answer and creep david says maybe we could just throw them seeds in the food at the cafeteria is that a dope plan commander (laughs) and ricky is like uh i guess so 
He's the worst commander. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Why do these kids are like? They think he's a commander. I don't get it. But uh, I no no. So that's been settled. Back at school, Ricky is with the gang in the empty cafeteria. He asks them, "Can we do this tomorrow?" Brenda crosses her arms and tells the others, "I don't think he is our commander." You don't fucking say. <laughs> Wart goes. That's it. Let's transform. <laughs> <laughs> transform. I'll just eat him. No biggie. I don't. Ricky is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm your commander, all right. And I command you not to eat me. <laughs> the creeps don't transform. But David tells him, all right, plant the seeds then. David hesitantly walks into the empty cafeteria kitchen. And the door closes behind him. The creeps watch him as he slowly makes his way towards a giant pot of tuna surprise. Yeah, just a cauldron of it. Yeah, just a giant, like, gumbo-sized cauldron of slop. (laughs) He loudly says, hey, tuna surprise, maybe no one will eat it. And he pours the Ziploc bag full of black marble-looking things into the slop. The creeps give him a thumbs up as he stirs them in. <laughs> I love that because he like hesitantly like looks back at them a couple of times and they just like wave at him like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you're oh, doing good, great. Commander. You're, you're great. You're doing you're it. great at commanding. <laughs> the lid on the pot then suddenly slams down and a lunch lady is there from God knows where. Mm-hmm. She asks what's going on and Ricky tries to tell her not to serve that tuna surprise. She tells Ricky that she knows what the kids say about her tuna surprise, but she's going to keep on making it until everyone learns to love it. <laughs> she grabs Stockholm a spoonful. Tuna, tuna surprise edition. She asks Ricky to try some. He refuses, of course, and he runs out the door. And then the whole time, the lunch lady's like huffing and puffing. She's like, huh. <sighs> oh my god, I love her. I feel kind of bad for her as well. She's the she's real victim she's just trying to make dope food for people no one appreciates it we cut to later it's lunchtime and the cafeteria is packed now ricky stands watch checking to see what everyone else is eating as kids walk away from the lunch counter he's like tacos good choice (laughs) oh my god i love it meatloaf can't go wrong there the bullies appear behind him and tell him what a good plan this was even though it was like totally david's plan and that they're going to wait for the transformations. Ricky sees Iris walk past, and he notices that she's got Tuna Surprise. He snatches the plate off her tray, and he throws it in the garbage. (laughs) She's like, hey, I wanted to try that. (laughs) He just will not let this girl eat. No, no. mm -mm. She asks Ricky if he's still going to go shopping with her after school. He's looking around the cafeteria distracted, like, huh? Shopping. She gives him a friendly slap on the arm and says, for the bake sale? Oh my god, you goose. He yells, (laughs) he yells, I can't talk right now. She tells him, fine, then don't, and walks away. He tries to be like, I didn't mean it like that, but yet that girl's gone. Just then, another student walks past with their lunch, and he says, chicken a la king, boring. But safe. Boring. <laughs> Just roasting her lunch. She's he like, hates I brought this, this lunch from lady. home. <laughs> we cut to later, back in the woods in the creep's lair. Ricky's being grabbed by 
the David creep, and he says, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I thought I was putting that stuff in the chicken a la king. The creep says, I don't think he's our commander. The creeps all decide that maybe they'll just eat him, and mm -hmm. their party-favor-looking tongues all shoot out as they close in around him. A voice from off-screen says, Maybe the real plan, And a little triumphant musical sting plays as Iris walks into their secret lair. Whoa. She salutes as she says, Commander Ricky, Sergeant Iris, reporting for duty. She tells the creeps that the first plan was just to test to see if they were ready. But now it's time for the real plan. Again, like that first plan was was David's. Ricky had nothing to do with it. Not even a little bit, yeah. The creeps all turn to Ricky to hear the real plan. And he weakly stutters out that they need to get everyone to eat the identity seeds. And we have to put them in something kids like to eat. Oh my god. The creeps are like, yes, yes, commander. <laughs> then Ricky just goes, well, uh, what do kids like to eat? The creeps think, oh, something sweet. There's uh -huh. a bake sale tomorrow. We can I'm make cookies and put the seeds all up in there. Yes, yes. So once again, the creeps thought of everything themselves. Like, why do they need a commander? I don't know. I don't know why they need a commander. And I don't know how they get a commander because... No, it makes like, no sense. Get, they just found this guy in a newspaper like, yo, creeps. <laughs> they've been just waiting for somebody to assemble them, even though they've been assembled the whole time. Yeah. They're already a self-sufficient group of weirdos. And they come up with these plans and they could easily pull them off themselves. Like, Ricky's not doing anything they couldn't do. <sighs> anyway, we transition back into the lunchroom kitchen. Brenda is stirring identity seeds into what looks like the same tuna surprise, but I guess it's supposed to be cookie batter? Yeah, right. Just very loose cookie batter, I guess. I don't know. These are going to be the worst cookies ever. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to taste like mayonnaise. Yeah, and again, it's like a giant cauldron. It's the same giant cauldron, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who let these kids make cookies in the school cafeteria. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The, the kitchen just seems to just be open for business for whoever wants to go in there. And there's, like, not people working in there for big stretches of the day. Very odd. Oh, well. Whatever. <laughs> Ricky tells Sergeant Iris that he needs to have a word with her, and they sneak off behind a wall. He starts to call her sergeant, and she stops him like, Dude, you don't have to call me that. They can't hear us. They're, like, inches away. They can't hear us. Yeah. This is Goosebumps. They can't hear us if they're off screen. He says, thank you. Then he asks her if she's really not a creep. Yeah, because you would think she would be. Kind of. Yeah. Like as soon as she appeared in that cave, I was like, oh, she's a creep. What a twist. Mm -hmm. Which would make sense because she was like new and weird. She says that she wasn't a creep and she was on her way to meet Ricky and she heard his voice. Not to cut you off, Brandon, but, like, the part that made me think she was a creep is because she called Ricky the first time and be like, you're in danger, girl! So, like, how would she know that this would be a dangerous thing? I don't, I don't know. It's a good question. I like why she waited until midnight to call him, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was like, well, I'm a creep. <laughs> Which she turns out to be later on in her life that she plays another role. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> 
So Iris saw the creeps with him in the woods and she was like, ugh, because she says those creeps are creepy. Sure. Ricky interjects saying, creepy, they're disgusting. They're right there. (laughs) Yes, they can hear you. They have beautiful hearing. Iris says, yeah, but then I saw that they were going to attack you, so I had to think of something. Ricky tells her that he's glad she did, because, you know, he wasn't going to think of anything. Mm -hmm. But now they need to figure out how they're going to make sure that no one eats the cookies. The two kids hear some voices coming from behind the wall and turn to hear the three creeps chanting, Humans are the past. Creeps are the future. Yeah. Now you say that over and over again. Yeah, that's So now it's the bake sale. Right. Cut okay, to the so bake sale. We have like three minutes left in this episode and I was all in. I was like, how is this going to end? How are they going to save the day? I'm excited. Yeah. At this point, I was looking at the timeline and I was like, okay, this is clearly going to be a very sudden ending <laughs> no matter what it is. And I was like, how are they going to fix this? Like, situation, save the day, and then, I don't know, kiss or something, and then yeah, whatever in the time that's left. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how they they figured it out. Okay. Tasha McLean strolls through the tables, looking for some goodies. She stops at Ricky and Iris's table and tells Iris, I can't believe you're friends with this creep. That makes you a creep, too. Too bad. You looked like you had potential. Then she laughs and walks away. So yeah, she is kind of a little uh, not nice person. Uh-huh. Iris says to Rick, if she knew what a real creep was, she wouldn't be laughing. Then the three creeps come strolling up to the table with a big plate of cookies and set it down. Ricky starts to say, look guys, I was thinking. <laughs> then War turns around and yells, free cookies! <laughs> Which is just a genius move. Right? I would eat one of those. Well, I mean, I it's not good for a bake sale to give away <laughs> a massive cauldron full of cookies, but I mean, for their plan, it's just... I gotta say, so that these cookies that they bring out are very clearly store-bought cookies. That's fine. If you were going to make cookies and put the identity seeds in them, how would you like make sure that each cookie only had one seed? Like, Some kids might get no seeds. <laughs> you know, like You're not just going to sit there and divvy out each one. Yeah, some kids might get, like, no creepiness, and then some kids might get double creeped. Right. They See, what they should have done is they should have, uh, you know, put the cookies on the baking sheet and then put one seed in each. But they didn't do that. They were lazy. They were like, fucking spill them all in there. Stir them around and... <sighs> yeah, one of those cookies with, like, the Hershey's Kiss placed gently in the oh, middle. I love those. Yeah. Yeah, That's just like that be. with an identity seed. <laughs> put one chocolate chip on top of it like who's to know the kids in the auditorium now swarm the table ricky and iris just stand there and think now what are we supposed to do ricky gets some sort of idea and he gets on the stage and stands at the podium he yells stop into the microphone tasha says it's ricky the rat what does he want then she starts a chant of ricky the rat which everyone joins in on. The second half of this episode, Cortland, is very Mm chant-heavy. The creeps come out on stage and tell Ricky, don't let these kids bother you. Once they eat the cookies, you'll be their ruler. Ricky is like, hold up, their ruler? Uh And Brenda says, of course, they'll be your slaves. Wart adds, 
they'll have to do anything you say. Ricky oh goes back to the microphone and says, Attention, everyone. I just wanted to say... And then someone throws something that hits him right in the face. <laughs> Couldn't see what it was, but... It slaps him good. And everyone laughs at him. They start to heckle him. And he goes back to the microphone. He says, Enjoy the cookies. Right? Which was such a badass moment. <laughs> God. So fucking cool. What a Ira says, moment. What? No. Tasha says, What a creep. And then bites into her cookies. All the other kids eat the cookies too. Ricky looks at Iris and he tells her, I'm sorry, Iris. But from now on, things are going to be different around here. This shot's so cool because you can see the reflection in his glasses and they're all creeps in, like, the audience now. Yeah. It's cool, but also very clearly done because they could not afford... No, no, for sure not. Creep costumes <laughs> don't put all for that the auditorium full of kids. <laughs> and in three, fact... They got three creep costumes, they had to use them. In fact, the, the reflection you see in his glasses is footage from earlier in the cave. Oh, oh you're right, you're right. <laughs> but... It's still a cool shot. Now the kids are chanting, Long live Ricky. Long live Ricky. And the screen fades to black. Uh-huh. But that's just a commercial break. Because when we come back, Iris is like, Shit, what do we do now? Wart hands Ricky a cookie and he says, You know what they say, Iris? If you can't beat him, and he bites into the cookie. He transforms into a creep. And that's the end. Yeah, and that's that. Just the most abrupt ending. I thought it was funny, though, that we cut to commercial and then we come back for, like, five more seconds. But Yeah, whatever. and you know what? I think it would have been a better ending that first time before it cuts to commercial. Like, the the rest doesn't ruin it or anything, but just having the kids chanting, Long live Ricky, as yeah. they're all creeps. Like, that, that works by itself. You don't need that extra bit. But... It's still a really cool ending. Yeah, we don't usually get dark endings and, and goosebumps, so really no, and when, interesting. When we do get dark endings on these shows, it's always something bad that happens to the protagonist, and it's like, oh, they, you know, they're in a bad position. But in this one, he he's kind of gives ruler. up. Like, <laughs> he's, yeah. he becomes the bad guy. Yeah, just a wild ending. I didn't expect it. Like, I knew something was going to happen abruptly, but I thought it was going to be a good ending because Ricky is so, like, such an interesting character with a little bit of dynamic there, and he's very sympathetic, and mm -hmm. nope, he just takes the whole kill everybody <laughs> way out, I guess. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know, I've been bullied around all this time. Like, fuck you. It's time for yeah. something. These kids have done nothing it's... for me. Something good for Ricky for once. Yeah. Poor Iris, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's probably still good because he's like going to be like, hey, be cool to Iris, creeps. And they're going to be like, yes, Commander. But uh, yeah, it's just her and a bunch of creeps now. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I loved it. I think this episode was really strong. I, I liked it from pretty much start to end. I don't think there's any really like there's a little bit of slow parts here and there, but I think they just really add to the suspense of the episode. And um, I think it's great. It's really fun. Uh, the creep masks aren't my favorite. Like they're. I wish they were Velociraptors, but yeah. They're kind of goofy looking. They kind of look like, you know, Goombas from the Mario movie. Yeah, but, don't but it's, it's still very cool. And yeah, uh, 
we do not get endings like this very often. I love them when they come up. Um, they yeah. the endings that kind of sit with you for a while, like holy shit, that school and the fucking world are fucked. It's good. I, w- I It's just so um, you know, with Iris, like she's just such a great character where she's like trying to help him out, and he's just like, no. In the end, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. very interesting take. Do you think they went shopping for <laughs> the bake? Well, they had to this have is already right? the bake sale. Yeah. yeah. They had to have. Like, they went shopping, and yeah. I don't know, they had three new buddies along with them, I guess, as they picked out the brown sugar and stuff. Well, that's very nice. All right. Well, I think, yeah, that was a good episode. It was fun mm-hmm. to talk about. It was, it was. But now, what would you say is the moral of this episode? I think this one's a kind of another really heavy moral story, because I think the real moral is, like, don't pick on people, because they'll kill you, you know? Yeah, bullying's not great. Don't pick on people. They'll be the, they will turn you into creeps. Yeah, for sure. A moral could also be don't answer the phone after midnight. For real. Yeah. Like nothing good happens. No, it's just going to be somebody wanting to talk about your car's extended warranty. Nobody wants that. Pass. Another moral. Uh, Tasha was right about Ricky. It was a self-fulfilling he, he prophecy. A <laughs> <laughs> he, he does a lot of uh, creepy things, especially in the beginning of the episode. So. Kind of hit the, the beginning right and there. the end. It's a creep sandwich. Uh-huh. Moral of the story, don't eat tuna surprise. Tuna surprise is dangerous, and, and tacos are always a good choice. Oh, right. Aren't they, though? I want a taco right now. <laughs> I had tacos for dinner tonight. <laughs> I had tacos last night. <laughs> oh, fucking awesome. I know, we're rad. <sighs> Cortland, yeah? I, got, I gotta ask. Mm-hmm. The creeps, are they aliens? Are they uh, mutants people, from I guess. deep beneath the ground? Like, where did they come from? I don't know. I feel like it wants to say space because we had that whole space-themed room that Ricky had. Mm-hmm. I feel like it wants to say space because it's an R.L. Stein story and he loves oh, yeah. having things from space. He loves space. I don't know. I mean, I don't blame him. Space is pretty That's dope. probably his room that they filmed in. <gasps> oh, it's like home, like his childhood home. Yeah. Yeah. They should have had him in this episode, like, Hey, I'm all done. I write the Goosebumps books. (laughs) This is, guess what, guys? Another one of my favorites. (laughs) Just like all of them. Would you believe it? I like this one. (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Cortland. Yeah. Calling all creeps. (laughs) It's an interesting title. Yeah. Uh, it's do you think do you think you could come up with a better one though? Uh, yeah, I could try. Let's How about there. calling three creeps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Don't go into the lunchroom. Yeah. About let's get creepy. Stay out of the bake sale. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get creepy, right? I like how they're all just like <laughs> versions of other goosebumps titles. It's the easiest thing to do. It really is. Night of the Living Creeps. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, man. Goosebumps presents the tale of the phone police. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's go with that. I think that would fit very nicely on a book cover. Yeah. I read it. All right. Well. Last but not least for this episode, I think we should discuss the actors in it. Yeah, let's do it. And, you know, I think, spoilers, there's going to be a lot of Are You Afraid of the Dark on these. Hooray! Resumes. My favorite. Yes. 
So, first of all, our main character, Ricky Beams, he was played by Zachary Carlin. Cortland, did you recognize mm-hmm. him? Actually, I didn't. Um, I, <laughs> I'm looking on the IMDb page now, so now I know where he is from. But uh, no, I didn't. I didn't recognize him at first. <laughs> okay, Cortland, I got to say this right away. Looking at Zachary's IMDb page, mm-hmm. he has six actor credits, but he also has one soundtrack credit. Oh my god, he does! <laughs> and the soundtrack credit is as a performer. <laughs> For singing Mary Had a Little Lamb in this episode oh of Goosebumps. <laughs> wow, and he he killed it, too. <laughs> yeah, he sang like a whole two lines of it. Amazing. Holy shit, I cannot believe that. <laughs> Alright, so he's got six credits. This, his first role was actually in Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale yeah. of Station 109.1, where he played Chris. Yeah, I was... I was when you said like oh interesting that you brought that up. I didn't recognize him as as one of the main characters in the episode. I was like, how's Ryan Gosling connected to this episode? But he is. Yeah. We should play a game, Brandon, sometime. Like maybe when we're done with Goosebumps, just like six degrees of Are You Afraid of the Dark and, and Goosebumps, where we connect every single episode by actors. That'd be that fun. sounds incredible. Have a giant web. Yeah. Be sweet. Other than those two spooky shows, Zachary was also in. A wonderful world of Disney movie called Principal Takes a Holiday. Wow, he played Sugar Man. I want to see yeah, that Yeah, but it's not even sugar spelled correctly, so I don't know what the oh, hell. Oh, you're right, you're right. It's Sugar Man. Okay, well. Sugar. Now I'm looking at the wonderful, no, now I'm looking at the Principal Takes a Holiday page, and it's a movie with Zachary Ty Bryan and Kevin Nealon. Nice, okay. And Bill Nye? <laughs> what the hell is this all right he was also in an episode of something called beggars and choosers and and a tv show called wondrous myths and legends in 1999 and that was his last role so four-year career one of which was a singing credit so good wow. on you zachary awesome next we have iris candler who is played by hamil rustia who we've seen before and discussed before. Mm-hmm. She played Julie in The Tale of the Lunar Locusts. Yep, yep. So I cannot not see her as a psycho in any of the things we see her in. Yeah. Because this is the third time we've seen her. She was also a trick-or-treater in The Haunted Mask Part 2. Mm-hmm. And she played herself in 24 episodes of Real Kids Real Adventures? That sounds dope as fuck. I don't know what that is, but that does sound dope as fuck. I like to think the theme song, Real Kids, Real Adventures. I don't know why, but I'm sure that's what it is. I'm sure we've talked about her before, but she also played Girl in Hall and Flash Forward. So that's oh. the highlight of her career. Done. <laughs> Next, we have Tasha McLean, yeah. who you definitely would have recognized. Yeah. She's played by Maya Filar. I don't know yeah. if that's how you pronounce her name. Close enough. Yes, so we've seen her in... She was in Tale of the Dollmaker. Yeah, she was in Are You Afraid of the Dark's The Tale of the Dollmaker mm-hmm. as Melissa, and she was great in that. And, I mean, most people would probably know her from her 52 episodes of The Magic School Bus where he, she played Phoebe. Magic School Bus? Or her one episode of Forever Night. Oh, yeah, everybody knows her from that one. But looking at her imdb page she actually has a lot more credits as a writer she's she's all around really great yeah yeah where she's written 
a lot for TV shows such as Big Food Bucket List, Property Favorite. Brothers, Style Factory, Food Factory, like oh, all reality show sounding things. Yeah. She wrote for the reality shows. I don't know how that works, but... She's the one. She did it all. Good on you. She, she did great. She writes reality. <laughs> Next, we have one of the bullies, David, played by Matthew Lemche. Did you recognize him, Cortland? Yeah, he was from Highway 13. Yes, he played Craig in The Tale of Highway 13. I just gotta say, his IMDb picture, he is sporting the manliest mustache I've seen in my life. It's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. People with mustaches, they aim to be like him. He looks like he should be a police officer, just looking at his IMDb photo. Yeah. He's looking at me like I committed a crime, so I agree. Yeah. You you did. <gasps> Spoilers, don't tell nobody. <laughs> so, this Calling All Creeps episode was actually his first role. Oh, okay. His next it. role after this was Sci-Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. I'm sure he nailed that too. Yep. He was also in The New Ghost Rider Mysteries, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show, which mm-hmm. I loved. Mm-hmm. A lot of episodes of something called Deep in the City. I don't know what that is, but okay. he was in quite a few episodes. And most recently, he was in a short called The Mortal Decree from just last year. Oh. So still working. Still getting shit done. Perfect. One of the other bullies, Brenda, is played by Tanya Johnson. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have an IMDb picture, so... Oh boy. We're you can guess it. what that means. She has two credits. One as an actress in this episode of Calling All Creeps. And she was additional crew in the Eddie Murphy movie Holy Man. Alright, next. Yeah, that's her career. Lastly, no. we no, have... Yeah, I'm sure his is a robust career. <laughs> Wart, played by Travis Cutt. Sweet. Man. And his IMDb page includes this episode of Calling All Creeps, mm-hmm. and that's it, the end. Okay, perfect. That's all the yeah. characters, right? That's a wrap. Okay. Well, there we go. That is Calling All Creeps, Cortland. That's everything. So, next episode is a little something called Welcome to Dead House. Yes! Alright. I've been waiting. Two seasons for this episode. I, I'm just going to preface this. I don't really know anything about this, except that I'm pretty sure there's zombies in it. So I'm excited. Excited. I'm just going to tell you, keep your expectations in check. I'm not saying it's a bad episode and that okay. uh, you're going to hate it. I'm just saying, you know, don't what let it saying? get too crazy. Okay. All right. Fine. I'll try and go in with blank expectations here. Um, let me look at the cover and then let's talk about it a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, this is a two-parter, isn't it? Yes, it is. I think it is. I think it is. I actually bought this on DVD, I believe, and I gave it away in one of my giveaways. So, oh, um, cool. I have not watched it yet. I didn't pop it into my, you know, DVD player before I gave it away. Um, uh, but let's look at this cover here. Uh, this is the very first Goosebumps book, isn't it? I believe it is. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I don't know why they waited so long to make an episode of it, but that's fine. That's fine. R.L. Stein can do what he do. Uh, cover. It is color-wise. It's kind of this um magenta, you know, for the Goosebumps writing, and then it's kind of like a paler, I don't know, orangish color in the back. It's fine. It looks great. Uh, the picture itself is kind of boring. Actually, it's just a house. Uh, with a door open. 
It's got a creepy tree on the side. Uh, it looks like there's somebody in a window for some reason. It's just a house, though, you guys. Nothing, like, too engaging there. The tagline yeah. reads, It will just kill you. Okay. All right. I'm not going in there, then. <laughs> till till next week when I, I go in there with, with all the other kids and stuff. But um, uh, doesn't leave me much to go off of. Uh, obviously, it's a house. Um, you know what? Let's say I think it's going to be kind of like the tale of the captured souls in a way where um, a family moves into a new house and there's just shit that tries to eat them or drain their life in there mm-hmm. and it will just kill them. Maybe. Although they'll probably get away. Just like the book cover says. Yeah. It all comes full circle. Well, yes, Brandon. maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's something like that. Okay. I think you'll like this episode. I mean, Hey, I'm, very confident in myself that there's zombies in it for some reason. Why I know that, couldn't tell you. But uh, I like zombies a lot, Brandon. You do. And you'd think there'd be more zombie stories in these anthology shows. Because zombies are pretty cheap, you know. It's, they are. It's a, little, it's a little bit of makeup. Not much. And, you know, you just have people stumble around. But... Yeah, here we are. Not talking about zombies almost every week. Yeah. All the time, we're not talking about zombies. But maybe next week. All right. I'm excited. Welcome to Dead House. You told me not to get excited, but it's it's too late. It's already happening. I didn't say don't get excited. I said, like, like, let's just keep it. This is still a Goosebumps episode. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. Sorry, RL. You know what I mean. (laughs) He's listening right now. Damn it. He's like, hey, I wrote the Goosebumps book. He's got his lawyer on speed dial already, so. Oh, man. I'm excited. I can't wait. Well, it will be exciting. That's next week. Welcome to Dead House. That's it for this week. (sighs) I've been up all night. I cannot wait to go to sleep. Put some sun cream. Oh, you poor baby. On my shoulders. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you next week, Brandon. Yeah, I'll see him. Bye, everybody. Bye. Terrific.